<laughs> Walk-off winner. The Jets win. They're 1-0. Hard knocks. Xavier Gibson does it. You got to love it. Keith McPherson on the fan. Joining me right now, former NFL quarterback Sean King. He's an NFL analyst. And we're going to take a little bit of time here to talk about what we just saw happen at MetLife Stadium, what we saw last night at MetLife Stadium, and overall week one. It's Monday, overreaction Monday, time from, for some Monday morning quarterbacking. And uh, you, you got me, a uh, washed high school, college quarterback, and a former NFL quarterback that was much better than I ever was. What's up, Sean? What's up, Keith? How are you, man? Good, bro. Appreciate you coming on. I've been trying to land this interview for a while. I actually actually heard you with Salicata for the first time in the overnight last season, and you were great. I think you were talking about Lamar Jackson, and uh, at the time we were thinking that Lamar Jackson might be an option for the Jets at quarterback, and look where we are now. <laughs> uh, what a night, man. I guess let's start off by uh, saying what a great story Xavier Gibson is. Like to all Amazing. The- Football guys that are in college that are chasing their dream. Man, he went undrafted out of Stephen F. Austin, but he never gave up. He never quit. You know, he worked his butt off. He didn't believe that not getting drafted was the end of his story. And, man, to see him get that moment, man, super happy for that kid. Yeah, the kid's 5'9", 180, but he's shifty, and he's got something about him. I just mentioned that Randall Cobb was saying that on Hard Knocks, like, this. hey, this guy's got something. And you know what? Uh, Corey Davis retires, and a couple other things happen, and and it makes way for a kid like that. And he seizes his opportunity. You love to see it. That's a walk-off win that Jets fans needed tonight with the pain that they experienced from watching Aaron Rodgers go down four plays in. Yeah, that's really unfortunate, especially because, you know, Aaron had already talked about he wasn't sure how much longer, you know, he wanted to play. So hopefully it's nothing season-ending. Um, I guess we'll find out here in the next day or two. Uh, but I guess you got to be optimistic that, you know, the defense really answered the call. Like, shout-out to my guy Whitehead, three interceptions, unbelievable. Shout-out to my guy Reed, big defensive uh, PBU on that third down when Buffalo got the ball initially in overtime. Like, some guys outside of Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner and, you know, those guys stepped up and made some big plays. So you got to be excited if you're the Jets. You know, uh, it was great to see Brees Hall back. You can kind of tell he's not 100%, but even him at 85%, I mean, he looked really good tonight. Hopefully he can stay healthy and continue to get healthier. Having Dalvin Cook, that's a great second option. You know, what I would say, and I mean, hats off to Zach Wilson, that's a tough position to be in. I guess the only negative I had from the game, Keith, is that Daniel Hackett, I don't love him as a play caller. Like, he's going to have to find balance because you can't protect Zach Wilson if you want to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got to call an aggressive game. He's not a rookie. He's in year three. you got to let him go out and, hey, he's going he's to make or break his career probably if he has to play for an extended period of time. But you can't go out and keep the shackles on him because you're not going to win a lot of games I, like that. you got to let the kid play. I'm right there with you. I think we were pretty much calling that out on air. Uh, Marco Belletti, our update guy, was in here, and I was basically calling the game. I knew they were just going to hand the ball off there. Uh, after Zach Wilson threw that interception, I'm like, they don't trust this kid. And Nathaniel Hackett, he's not here to call plays for Zach Wilson. He's best buds with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes down. They're playing this super safe. But you know what? 
the the game might not have been the game that it was if they did throw the ball in that situation. They left a lot of clock there for Buffalo to go and and get that field goal, which barely made it in. But hey, whatever. All in all, the Jets win the game. Aaron Rodgers is out. The report that just came out is um, the Jets are expecting the MRI to reveal a ruptured Achilles for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, if that's the case, his season's most likely done. And Zach Wilson is right back to being the Jets' starting quarterback. The NFL this year, their whole tagline is, you can't make this up, playing off of Arian Foster saying that the NFL is scripted. You you definitely can't make this up. This was a crazy big one. Yeah, it has been. It always is. Think about last year, the actual upsets that occurred in week one. I mean, it was it was surprising across the board. You know, let me just say this about Aaron, and I'm going to pray tonight that it's not an Achilles because if he really ruptured his Achilles, I think we've seen the last of Aaron Rodgers. You know, to rehab from that injury, I mean, you got to really be committed, you know. And then at his age, you know, with his accomplishments, do you really want to go through that? to come back and still not be sure if you'll ever be the same. So hopefully it's not that. Um, but I'll say this, man. The one thing the NFL has is true parity. It's the only professional league out of the big three where legitimately every fan base from one year to the next can go from the basement to the penthouse. Like We see it happen all the time. And so, you know, that's why I didn't really understand what Arian Foster meant when he said it's scripted because – you can't write these scripts. I mean, look at the Giants last year. Brian Dayball took over that team. Nobody thought they were a damn playoff team. I mean, look at the Vikings. Kevin O'Connell takes over. They win 13 games. Like, I mean, this is a league, man. You can go from sugar to you-know-what in one year, and we see it happen all the time. I think, if I'm not mistaken on this stat, uh, in the last 16 years, there have been at least four different playoff teams in the year before every year. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love it. And that's why all 32 teams and fan bases are fired up for the promise of a new year. You mentioned the Giants. And something I wanted to talk to you about was just a theme that I had in my head about these quarterbacks that got paid. Daniel Jones got paid. He's a $40 million guy. Joe Burrow is the highest paid player in history. Lamar Jackson got his deal. Jalen Hurts got his deal. Justin Herbert got his deal. Geno Smith got paid. And it seemed like in week one, the return on investment... The ROI was not there right away in week one. The quarterbacks that got paid struggled a bit. What do you think about that? You think it's just a week one thing? I think it's just early. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson himself said he was rusty. And Daniel Jones last night had no time to do anything. Well, Keith, I'll tell you this, man. Damn, I was just born a little bit too early. <laughs> man, you think about this. We're hearing Caleb Williams is making enough NIL money where he might go back to oh, yeah. if he doesn't like who gets the number one pick. Already rich. Jair Sanders is allegedly make, making $3 million. The kid at Tennessee that backs up Joe Milton's on like a $4 million. Oh, yeah. NIL. Archie Manning is a millionaire, too, on the bench behind Quinn Ewers. Right. Right. Like, we just, I just was a little too old, man. We should have been born a, a little bit later. I'll say this, though. What you're seeing in the NFL is they're paying the position, not the player. And so you are going to see multiple situations where I don't think you get a real return on your investment, you know, because – but at the end of the day, that's just the way the league is. If you're a quarterback and you're a starter and you happen to be in this, you know, this little stretch right here, I mean, the price point's already kind of locked in. Hell, Daniel Jones got $100 million 
after throwing 15 touchdown passes last year. <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr got $40 million, what, $30, $40 million a year to go to the Saints. I mean, because they ever won a playoff game. Like, I mean, so they're paying the position, not the player. And the sad part of that is your Saquon Barkley's, your Josh Jacobs, you know, your Jonathan Taylors, they're caught up in that too. And they've decided that the running back position should not be compensated, you know, based on the player. It's just something they should, you know, compensate based on the position. So it's something, if I'm the head of the union, that we got to address. Because I'm all for guys making all the money in the world, but I mean, damn, like you can you can see it. Like some of these guys, I, I you ain't really did enough to be worth that. No, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I think there's a lot of folks listening that are Giants fans that are looking at Daniel Jones and they're saying, "Oh, we might be in trouble." I don't believe that. I think that the, the Giants just they ran into one last night and they ran into it in a bad way. Uh, but let's talk about that game last night. The first thing in that game. I didn't get to watch. I went to the game, so I didn't get to watch the full game. But I did see the Dak Prescott interview right before the game. They're asking him about the interceptions he threw last year. They're asking him about all the skepticism, all the hate that he's getting, all like the new play calling with Mike McCarthy. I'm like, what the hell? Like <laughs> they threw him right into the fire on Sunday Night Football. I forget the lady that was answering asking him the questions. Have you ever been in a situation like that? I'm like, you're not supposed to be interviewing the players right before they go on the field like that. I didn't think that was right. Yeah, I mean, it comes with the territory. The whom much is given, much is required. Uh, I know as a professional athlete, it's not the questions that you're asked. It's the responses that you give. And, uh, you know, Dak's been in the league enough. He should be mature enough to handle any line of questioning, not take it personal. Not use it as a, uh, an opportunity to lash out, but just be boring. Hey, look, last year was last year. That includes the good and the bad. Hopefully we've learned from it. This is another opportunity for us to pursue a Lombardi trophy. This is the first step in that process, and then walk off. And yeah. then they don't have any sound bites, and, you know, that's the way you handle it. You know, I didn't, get any, I didn't learn anything from the game last night. I really didn't. You know, when you play in inclement weather like that, yep. man, it throws such a monkey wrench in everything you're trying to do, you know, especially at the skill spots. Um, and you, when you think about it, the Giants got the ball in first drive and drove right down the field. Like, if that field goal's not blocked in return for a touchdown, like, who knows how the game plays out. So Huge I swing. Huge momentum swing. Side. Right. If I'm on the Cowboys' side, I'm not getting tickets yet in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl either, so... I think you have to take it worth a grain of salt. Uh, I do think the Giants have upgraded around Daniel Jones. They added Darren Waller, uh, Paris Campbell, drafted Jalen uh, Hyatt. They get Sterling Shepard back, who was largely ignored last night. So they should be better. I still got some concerns about the offensive line, but, hell, everybody in the NFL almost has concerns about the offensive line. It's week one. It's overreaction Monday. We're more Monday morning quarterbacking, and, you know, everybody's talking about it. Hey, before I let you go, we saw 14 black quarterbacks start in week one, and I wanted to shout you out for helping pave the way. I appreciate it, man. That's really dope, man. Proud of those guys. I uh, hope they continue just to do well and, and understand that how they handle success and failure is going to dictate, you know, how many quarterbacks are starting, in, you know, five, seven years from now. Yes, sir. Hey, we appreciate the time. Thank you for giving me 15 minutes, Sean. We'll have to do this again, but I got these Jets fans coming from the stadium. They want to call in. They want to weigh in. They want to talk about their team and this win they got. Jets, Jets. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call, Sean. 
877-337-6666. Tonight is the night. Jets fans, live in it. We can worry about Aaron Rodgers later. Live in the win. You got the win. That's Jet Life Stadium over there. The Jets got a win. A walk-off winner for the world to see. You'll be all right. You'll figure it out with Zach Wilson, or maybe they'll go looking for some other quarterbacks. I don't know. We're going to talk all around it. Garrett Wilson, incredible. Brees Hall, incredible. That defense, 85 Bears, Legion of Boom, Tampa Bay Bucks, whatever you want to call them, they showed up tonight. Josh Allen, turning the ball over. Yeah, he's a turnover machine, but they forced those turnovers. Whitehead was on him. Three picks, game of his life. Game of his life for Xavier Gibson as well. Hard knocks is over. Preseason's over. That one counts. On the road to ending the drought, the Jets are 1-0. Keith McPherson on the fan. I can't wait to talk to you. Jets fans, call me up. 877-337-6666. We'll break. We'll load up the calls. And we'll be right back.